2: Back for round two, team lists. How good is it that we get 27 of these this year? How pretty are these faces on the front cover there? There's generally pretty good news, I think, for team lists, and it stands for a fair bit of interesting decisions that you're going to have to make in your side. And, you know, do you push to to make those trades to bring in someone that's going to make a a fair bit of cash this week but potentially has a little bit of a worrisome sort of job security there uh, and other guys that you just must have in your side and you know, potentially any in injuries or you know underperforming guys, you need to move out this week. So Teamless I think is going to uncover a lot of that. In this one, especially, guys, we're gonna be going through a lot of the team makeup and what's that's gonna what's that's gonna say for a lot of these players, how they should generally go. And then tomorrow's video, we've got the buyers, we've got the will you risk it? You know, they're 50-50 type of guy to have heaps of upside and a decent amount of downside there and then we've got the holds in the cell as well so that's the type of difference between these two videos so let's get into it here guys we got the panthers up against the bunnies in that first game it's going to be a very exciting one there obviously panthers v broncos is very close and i can see this being a close one as well a few people asked me guys about the cleary situation should be should you be captaining him look you've got him you've got grant you've got murray you've got hopgood you know obviously is a, a good option as well with Hopgood, guys, I doubt that he plays the full 80 this week. Still high, like 65, 70, but I really think he should get a rest. And a few of the other forwards as well, not as big a minutes. You know, Makato didn't play any. I'd expect him to play a few. They've got Greg and these substitute guys that didn't either. So, you know, there's that on Hopgood, for example. Guys like Murray, I think are going to play massive minutes in this game again. We'll speak about their team in a second. And then Grant, he was on 58 before extra time, guys. So just be aware of that. And all these guys. Clearly didn't play that great himself and the team were pretty poor and he still got a sixty one. So I still think he's a great option. But yeah, just be aware that uh, you yeah, know, that's exactly how it could play out that he just comes out and, and does about the same this week, or he could go nuts like he he has plenty of times in the past there. So the Panthers side of the ball, there aren't really any changes at all, which is which is ideal for them. In terms of their changes there, it's just Sorensen. Unfortunately, comes out after that head knock and Eisenhuth comes in. It was a pretty bad one there. So, again, no real fantasy relevance on the change in that team there. Guys like, you know, Tungo, Taruva, Edwards, Crichton, To'o even, I think they all need to be given a second chance in this side. See how they go this week. If you think the, the Panthers just aren't going to be great and they score poorly again, you can make that decision from there. Luki Gana we'll speak about it in the next video. Likely to be a sell if you're needing to make some changes, missing you know, a really good uh, cash cow, for example. Maybe that allows you to drop down and then and then uh, go up from one of the cheaper guys that underperformed as well. So yeah, that's probably the only general idea here. Isaiah Yo, obviously a great option as a keeper. Sonny Luke, up to you with this money. He's obviously got the low break even. Will he play more minutes this week? Will he stick with that 25-30? Again, a question I can't really answer. You know, it looks like the team clearly needs him to play more minutes, but will it actually happen? And with their buy next week, do you decide to go for it now or do you wait until round four when he's potentially in the mid 300s? Or you know, he could be in the low 300s after he gets sort of a, an 18 in 25 minutes or something, or 30, 35 minutes, whatever it is this week. Uh, that's the questions you've got to ask yourself there. Same team, which means lo- most likely Garner gets that 50 minutes again. With the bunny side of the ball, guys like Guys Tass, again, still a great option. A few people have been asking me about Graham. Yes, he's going to be a keeper. He was last year. He's going to have games where he gets 60 and a couple of tries like last week. And then he'll have games where he gets 31 and doesn't score any tries. So don't chase that, those points exactly. Chase him for the fact that he'll probably be a 45-point scorer. Now, especially they're going left and right there. Latrell Mitchell looks like it'll be a game-time decision for him. He has that little PCL injury. Sounds like it might be minor. Could be out of play through. Potentially out for one week. So that's Latrell there. Isaac Thompson. He has won that position, guys. So if you started with him, awesome. Someone like me who decided to wait out and see if he would lose that spot, Tani Milton is on the extended bench, guys. He's not that 21 jersey, but really good to know that Isaac Thompson has been named in that position. Second good thing there is they play the first round of the week. And that means if there is any issues, we can reverse those changes uh, if Tiny Mill gets into that starting side. But at this stage, it looks like if he hasn't made that team now, very unlikely that he comes in and takes Isaac Thompson's spot unless he plays poorly. But we saw what he was able to do, get the 180 meters, get the eight tackle breaks. He was really, really good. Someone like Lock Elias will speak in more detail in tomorrow's video. But he's someone that you should definitely be interested in. But be aware that he had an absolutely outstanding game. And yes, he's improved, but he has also only scored over 50 once last year. So can he score in the 40s regularly? Potentially. Can he score in the 30s this week against the Panthers? 100% he can. Is he going to be having a bunch of turnover tackles? Probably not. Is he going to have a turnover tackle and a to for someone being as silly as what Malatalo was? Probably not. So just be aware of that, guys. Yes, he has a low break even. You will make money on him. He should, should score pretty well. But he is fairly expensive now, up, up getting up to that, that 500 mark. So someone very interesting there. Okay, forwards. They lose to this week, unfortunately. And they lose Jayara as well. He's got a bit of an extended uh, injury layoff where Tola should be this week. So it obviously was pretty bad for Tavita with that shorter turnaround for him to not play. They played Saturday, now Thursday you usually have to get through seven days uh, to be able to play the next week if you are ruled out with Category 1 symptoms. And unfortunately, he's not uh, able to play this week, but he will be back the following week. So I think with Totola he could be a keeper eventually. That one really kills his, obviously, money-making potential forever, really, unless he comes out and gets 50, 50, 50, 60. Uh, so, not him not playing this week. I think you can just trade him out for one of the other guns, you know, the, the Carrigans, the, the Torhills, these types of guys, if you, if you were looking at those players there. Okay, let's look at this position here. So, we've got Saluka for Fida. I don't think he's an option, guys, because Toll will be back next week. And their bench is very similar in terms of Davin Wiley and Shaq Mitchell, who are going to be playing those minutes through the middle again. Michael Cheekham keeps his spot on that edge. What we do see, though, guys, is Jed Cartwright comes on inter- interchange bench. If there is an injury to one of these guys, Colin or Cheekam, Cartwright's going to be a really interesting option as someone who is actually in the center position on fa- in fantasy there. Is Cheekam worth it enough to be able to pick him up in your side this week? Just be aware that Cartwright will take minutes off him. He won't take minutes off Colin Cartwright will be an edge. He's an edge slash center, guys. So, Minutes off Shecam, we will discuss him in tomorrow's video a little bit further, but just be aware of that. If you're looking to pick him up, there are some risks there for sure of him playing about 50 minutes and Cartwright playing uh, that 30 minutes there. Alternatively, they could do what they did with arrow and you and know, either move him into the middle or him come off early for host, for example. Uh, they might do that with Cartwright as well, but it's something very interesting to learn there with, with Milne on the bench. Okay, we move to game two. There was plenty of uh, fantasy relevance in that one. On the Eels side of the ball, we see Sean Russell come in, guys. So he had that suspension in round one, and he now earns that spot this week uh, for Isaac Le- uh, Lemilu. So with him, he is someone that just has a knack for finding the try line. He is a bit over 300K, guys. So if you're looking for someone in that cheaper price bracket, you know, cheapish, ish uh, as someone that could cover your wing fullbacks, then Sean Russell can be that guy in a pretty strong Eels team. They do come up against the Sharks team without Hines, so they're a little bit down... Uh, in terms of their ability to to probably win this game. But I think this will be a close one. Russell could do a decent job for you. In terms of everything else, we're very excited to know that Cartwright and Dury have both been named. They pretty much have named the same team apart from Sean Russell. So what can we expect from our edges this week? I personally think that we should see them both play closer to 80 minutes. Again, obviously Cartwright was preferred to play the 80 minutes, obviously being a little bit fitter than what Dury is. I think Dury is a slightly bigger body as well. So really expecting both of them to at least get 65. Your know, Dury's probably that guy that over the next bunch of weeks he will work up to that 80 minute position. Probably not now. Cartwright I think is probably a pretty good play this week. You got Momasea who's probably going to come on for Dury at this point. Cartwright 65 minutes, 80 minutes. I think he's going to score well enough, you know, somewhere above that 30 mark and has upside up to 57 as he's seen there. And that was with no attacking stats. Will this be a back and forth affair? I think it will be. So I think Cartwright is still a good trade in this week, but again, we'll speak about him in further detail tomorrow. Okay, Dury, would you pick him up now? Look, I think he can average in the 30s. So if you have a a really poor cash cow like a Camperera, then moving Camperera to Dury could be a solid one. but you might have to, unless you have enough cash in the bank, you might have to do a double trade, whether it's Ghana down, can up to, to one of these guys. Uh, I think Cartwright's the bigger priority right now, but it might be a four-week play, guys. It sounds like Lane will be back in round five or six. The other thing you have to slightly worry about is Ryan Madison. When he comes back, though, guys, very much likely he'll be a middle because he's played that last year, obviously, for the entirety of the year. And, you know, you look at the middles that they got on the bench. Ken... You know, they cover big minutes. Well, they can, but they're not going, They're not give, being given that at the moment. Murchie's the guy that will play bigger minutes. Greg Momcia not so much. Makotoa, obviously not as well. Campbell Gillard and Junior Bolo there, I think they can both come down some minutes. Hopgood probably down a little bit as well. So I think they'll keep the edges high and then rotate those middles. And Madison will come in and play that 50 or so. Uh, from the next few weeks, Hopgood should come down to about a 55 or 60 when Madison comes back. So I think really he'll be back in the middle there. So hope that helps you with your analysis, guys. Moving to the Sharks, and good thing for Trindle owners, guys, is that it sounds like he'll be most likely back in round three. That's Nico Hines. Wacko Whispers come out today and, and also just said that it looks like uh, he'll be Hines will be out all the way to round five. NRL Physio came out with the news that it sounds like it's a week to week prospect and he's been ruled out this week, but hopeful for round three as I heard him on the podcast with Kempe and Smithy, he spoke about that, that shorter turnaround playing the Friday night here would be tough to, to return, but round three would be his plan as well. So it all kind of lines up with what Physio F- said and also what Heinze said as well. But yeah, Trindle, if you got him, great. I don't think you can bring him in now with the chance that it's only gonna be one week, but if it is another three, you know, it's rounds two, three, and four, yeah, you know, it, it could be enough for him to make some cash. You know, Trindle could come out and get a 50. I'm just very thankful as a non-owner that he came out and got the uh, the 33 there instead. Other guys in this team that you shouldn't be you should be worried about are guys like Malatalo, the Ramians, Katoas, and Talakais. Uh, their scoring will be up and down week to week as their uh, outside backs for sure. Teague Wilden, awesome that he's going to keep that spot. Looks like Wade Graham's going to actually cha- uh, go to the judiciary and fight that charge of four weeks. So... You know, anyway, uh, Wilton was playing the 80 minutes anyway, so it didn't really matter in that one there. In terms of the rest of the guys, no real uh, importance in that one. Graham is already named out. He's already out in that game. Okay, Broncos v. the Cows. So, Reese Walsh is back, and that's very exciting. I think he could really cover a bit of a hole in that wing fullback position. I personally would like to come out and watch him play, but the good news was that he did really, really well in that trial, and that could be enough for you to select him in your squad straight and uh, you know, just over 500K. If you want to do that, I think that's fine. We'll speak about him tomorrow as well. Okay, so on Cobo obviously goes to the wing. And the other guys in your team, the Hasses, the, the Carrigan's are also a great option, guys. I uh, wouldn't be looking at guys like Corey Pakes and Walters. They had really you know inflated stats last week. Corey Pakes, you know, one of his best scores ever. And other than that, there's really not too much else to say. Man played really well but didn't score as good. Katoni Staggs, you hold on to him as well. All right, moving on to the cows, And again, not too much changes there. Scotty Drinkwater. Yeah, there's no point in, in moving on from him. We'll speak about him as a bit of a hold as well. Robson as well. Massive game for him. Can he get, can he do that every week? I doubt it, but you know the tackles, the, the effort for the line break and the try assist was really, really good. Guys like Jeremiah Nanai, if you did pick up him, guys, just be aware that he's going to be an up and down scorer. 65 down to a 15. Cotta will be consistent. Tamalolo, I still don't think he's going to be an option, guys. I've seen a few people, especially one of the top teams, has Tamalolo. Uh, I'd be moving on from him, and yeah, there's better options out there for sure. Uh, Cowboys, yeah, just thankfully getting that, keeping that strong 17 each and every week. Okay, there's been no news on Brandon Smith, guys. It looks like he will be playing. He's been named in there. Turpin's on the 14 anyway. If we find out any more over the next few days, then we can make it a decision on him. But I think Brandon Smith needs to stay in your side. Every chance he could borrow over for a try in this one. With hopefully it being a lot uh, closer game than it was against the Dolphins last week, guys like Teddy, you need to hold Suwali. So I think uh, you know, for me, he might be a player that I can move around to get Thompson, and then upgrade someone to get a Cartwright, just because I'm looking to you know, shore up some money making and get some really good scores. I think Suwali, you can come out and really dominate this one, get you a forty plus, and you know be good. We're expecting that from him for sure, last week was a bit of a dud for all of these guys, Sammy Walker as well I think he was close to their best on ground the, the roosters there, so I think he's going to be fine, so don't worry about moving him on Teddy, you at least hold for this week and you can make, make a decision from there but you didn't bring him in for one week guys, you brought him in for you know close to the entire season all the way until the buy period, so yeah, stick strong with those kind of uh, decisions there Fletcher Baker comes in guys so we lose our young beautiful forward there in, uh, who's that, Matt Lodge Beautiful four. Did you guys see his Instagram photo? With the, he's got his hole in one there. He's got a massive hole on the side of his face. I just forgot his name there, but uh, crazy. So Fletcher Baker comes in. I don't see him as being an option, guys. You know, they have a buy-in round four now, so any of these guys are three-round plays from here on if you're looking to bring them in. Egan Butcher, hold him in your side, guys. He should come out and score really well. Up on that left side, above against be up against the near core, eh? There'll be plenty of traffic coming his way. He should be able to, to do pretty well. You know, he'll have Nicore on that side, and then he'll have Josh Curran come on, so yeah, nothing too crazy coming at him for missed tackles and stuff like that, and he should be able to hold his own as well, which will be good, now Butcher, if you got him, you're holding on steady as well, Brandon Smith, as I said, Radley, he's got to go, he just doesn't spend enough time on the park, Joey Manu, I'm still looking at him sort of around five, round six, but he's really going to bolster this attack, and I think a lot of these guys will have better opportunities to score across the next few weeks, that's for sure, all right, Warrior side, Chans, he had an amazing week. Do you look to pick him up this week?
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Probably not. He's over that 400K. Him and Hammer are very sneaky, weird options at, at over 400K this week. So with him there, I'd be holding, if you've got him in your team, amazing. If you don't, oh, it's a bit of a tough one to pick up. Tomati Martin, a few people are thinking about dropping him already. Look, there'll be games where he gets 25, there'll be games where he gets 35. You yeah, know, that's kind of his range there. I doubt that he's going to go too far under a 25 mark, but but that's that with him there. In terms of the forwards, Jackson Ford kept that spot, which is awesome. It looks like he'll get those big minutes again, very similar to last week. Uh, and hopefully he can hold his own against Nat Butcher in defense and also, you know, get on him a little bit in attack. Wade Egan, again, had massive attacking stats, guys. Can he do that two rounds in a row? I'm doubting it. If he comes out and does it for a few in a row, then, you know, He's uh, proved us wrong, but yeah, well done Tim. last week. Mitch Barnett's going to be a fun one to, to watch, see how he project, progresses each and every week. And then Tohul Harris. Massive, massive tackle numbers for a lot of these guys. If you haven't checked out Jason Robson's Mercado uh, article again, super good information on there, guys. So jump on and check that one out. He spoke about all the tacklers this week, uh, all the coaches focusing on defense and you know less about spreading and set plays and stuff like that. So a lot of the middle is just tackle after tackle after tackle, especially with them being fresh to start the year. Uh, you see a lot of them go way over their averages. And Tohu, yes, we're, we're looking at his average from last year being down from years prior. But, you know, it still was a massive jump on that. So, yeah, very interesting there. Okay, Dolphins and the Raiders. Let's spoke about with Hammer. He's over 400K now. He had a really, really good game. Probably as good as he's going to play, I think. And, you know, might not, he'll, he'll probably score a couple more 50s across the season. But week to week, I don't see it happening. Uh, so I'd be looking to uh, caution with him. He could be one of those risk it guys. That could uh, that could get you another 100 or so K okay, and some decent scores but yeah not someone I'm looking at Isaiah Katoa you can probably give him another crack guys he had his first game I think he played pretty well he got some good kick meters uh, tackles weren't great that was the, the big worry I had for him and he had no attacking stats so I think he'll be he'll be fine going forward money making potential pretty low uh, if you got calm Pereira, I'd deal with him first and then Katoa next if I'm being honest there. Sean O'Sullivan, Jeremy Marshall King, all guys that exceeded what we're expecting from them. So expect them to come back to the pack and not push to bring them in your side. Tommy Gilbert, he was solid as well with the 45. If you've got him, hold on. If you don't, don't look to bring him in. Lemmy Lou, a few per- people were talking about him as a potential option there, but off the interchange bench, the minutes are going to be a bit of a whirlwind, 30, 50, 55, whatever it's going to be week to week. And he won't have heaps of attacking stats every week as well. Good player, awkward price, eh. Mark Nichols as well, a bit of an awkward price, but you could could hope that he gets a 40 average on a week-in, week-out basis, and you can do uh, plenty with him and his scoring, and hopefully, yeah, he can score well, for you, make some good cash and go from there. So if you want to, you can pick him up, but I think there's better options at cheaper prices. Okay, Raiders. Guys we're looking at here, Tomoko, that awkward sort of center price. Harley Smith-Shields keeps his spot, which is awesome. I think you've got to play him this week probably over Alamotti up against those Dolphins there. Albert Hopewrighty comes in for Jordan Rapiner. So, Rapiner out for three weeks with suspension. Albert, don't think he's an option. Rapiner will be back, and I don't think there's enough time to make money. And he's never been a guy that's come out and dominated. Fogs, give him another chance, guys. Tapinna, give him another chance. You've bought him at the start of the season. I've had plenty of questions about him. You've bought him knowing he's going to be about a 50 to 55 uh, minute type of guy. Different to the other middle forwards there. Tapinna had no attacking stats on the weekend. I think he'll be fine. He'll get back to his best. You know, if you sell him this week, he can come out and get a 90 easily, which we saw it happen a bunch of times last year, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Tarpani could come out and do that for you and really kill you and your scoring. Emre Gula is another cheeky one as well. So that's that. Josh Papali is uh, still out. So it means the, the young forwards get more of a chance, which we didn't expect uh, with Mariota and also uh, Solo there. So both of those guys get another chance to to show their stuff. And you still got Trey Mooney uh, in the reserves there, so someone will keep an eye on if there's some injuries. Okay, Storm v the Doggies there. So Nick Many did great last week. I think he'll be able to do well again. Plenty of goal kicks in this one. I, I would suggest that they're going to beat the Dogs comfortably unless uh, something turns around drastically. Dogs will be fine eventually, like I spoke about. You know, Burton will come out and average really well, but how's he going to go uh, week to week at the start of this year? Uh, will he get to that 55 soon or will he stay at around the 20, 30 mark? That score on the weekend is as bad as he's going to get, to be honest with you. So if you're holding on to him, expect better for sure. Will Warbreak, I'm expecting a better score this week. He will beat his 29. Uh, if he doesn't, then you can read me in the comments. That'll be fun. Tyrant Richard comes in four months. So he's out for two to four weeks. If you have Munster, I think he's going to be a bit of a sell. We'll speak about him tomorrow as well as to what you should do with him and the type of options that you got. Okay, Harry Grant. Again, not a, not a rush to, to throw him in your side. He was on 58 before extra time, guys. So, you know, that 70-odd is lovely, but he wasn't there at extra time. He needs to score tries, have some attacking stats to get to those heights. You know, he's gonna have plenty of tackles on a regular basis. And, you know, i love games where he has lower tackles and some attacking stats. So, somewhere around that 60, 65 for him. He's obviously really, really good, but not a you know, clear must-have. Uh, I'd love to have him, but you know, there's uh, plenty of money to be, to be thrown around elsewhere. Trent Lioro. Katoa. Both keep their spots, guys, which is awesome. We, we look on our bench and we still see no Tarek Sims, no Tom Eisenhuth, So, not a big worry, thankfully, with them and they should be able to make plenty of cash. Trent Lioro, I think, is a slightly more uh, pressing issue to bring into your side just as he's cheaper than Katoa and had that better score to start off with. So, break-even wise is a lot lower than Katoa. Guys like Josh King, I probably wouldn't look to push into your side straight, or straight away. Nelson, asofa, uh, Solomona had a really, really good game as well, guys. So, Very interesting to see how he keeps progressing week to week. Will he be able to do a great job and hit you a 55-plus, or will he stick around that 47 to 48 kind of range and only make you a little bit of cash? He started well. Can he do it again? Aaron Penney comes in on the bench, guys. He replaces Cam Munster. Tyron Wishart comes into the sixth role. I don't think Wishart's an option, guys. Hughes is going to do a lot of that work in that position there. And, uh, yeah, that's all you need to know there. Doggies actually keep the same side, which is good for our young fellas on the bench. So, Jacob Jacob Preston, hopefully some good minutes again around that 50, and he will be better for the run. He was pretty poor in that first game, and I think he can do a lot better. Be interesting to see how many minutes Franklin Pele gets. Will he he get over 10? That's going to be the over-under this week in terms of minutes. Guys like Hayes Parham, if you own him in your side, hold him. That 26 was with no errors. No attacking stats, so that was great. And they can't be as bad, you know. That's the type of game where I'd expect him to get a seven. So thankfully, he got a twenty-six, and, and they can be better from here. Karaz, just always a great player there. Avrilo needs to be out of sides. Alamotti, give him another chance. You, the goal would be not to play him this week, but to be honest with you, if you you know most of us can't really help <laughs> playing him, unfortunately. Burton, could you give him another crack? Could you chuck him out now and upgrade him? Both are options. Let's be honest there. That's that. Okay. In terms of forwards, Ryan, something was great. If you own him, keep him in there. If you haven't got him, think about popping him in your side. Awkward price though for sure. If you have an injury or you know, Jordan Rapan or something and you have enough cover, you could you know, that price, they're gonna be, you know, straight swap there, for example. The way they will play this I think will be exact same. for Rando coming to the middle, Farmando Brown coming off and you know, bringing Preston on. And then the other guys will just come through the middle, which is which is cool. Okay, we move on to the Tigers. Got a couple of, a couple of games to go, guys. The Tigers v. the Knights. Very, very exciting news. So we see Tommy Talau on the in the starting side, which is good. You look at interchange wise, they've got Stafford Toa, junior toothball there. Uh two guys that could come straight in for Tommy Talau. Do you want to look to play him in this game? Look, if they're if he's fit against the Knights, probably. Over over Alamodi against the Storm, let's be honest there. But Look, we probably can't wait that long. I think, you know, hopefully by that point, we'll have, yeah, the 24 hours before. Just be aware, guys, that that happens as well. So 24 hours before the game, you'll get a, an update. So they'll take off two guys off the, the 20, well, they got five reserves. They'll take three guys off and leave two on there. So if Tommy Talao's out, there's a good chance that we'll find out in that yeah, 24 hours before, which means we'll know before this uh, game here whether you want to play Alamotti or you want to play tommy talau which is uh, just something interesting to know for those guys that are newer to the NRL fantasy world okay in terms of tigers good news we see sean Bloor there he's named and hopefully he is back and he can still play 50 to 60 minutes and you know can still be an option in your 17. i know i'll be scared to play him hopefully i don't have to but yeah he's there as an option that's for sure guys on the reserves we see no luke baben Great news for Bloor owners as well. You see Asu Kapoa there, he will uh he will end up playing some time on in that 12 position for Blory. And it'll depend interesting to see what they do with Joe O in that 13 role, or they play Twali there again in a, in a last minute change. Do we everyone's asking me, is he a must-have? Should he be trading a lot of guns for Adam? I don't think so. He's gonna be a 60 type of point scorer across the year. Does he need to be in your team right this second? Probably not, but he's definitely gonna be a great addition to your side. Guys took like Utu Kamanu, can you, you can give them another crack for sure? Abby Corasau probably needs to go, guys. He shouldn't have been in your side anyway, I don't think, with so many other uh, you know mid-range kind of uh, hookers there. Guys like Sonny Luke in the cheap range, and then your guns up top with Robson, the grants, the cooks, these types of guys. Uh as I probably again an option at some point. And really not too much further, uh, too much more to say with these Tigers, with just those slight moves there as well. So good to see. Has been named. Uh, he's going to go through concussion protocols, but is seven days after, which is good. Tommy Tolas has leg cramps, which is great news for us. It sounds like he might be okay, and I suppose I can have him on the bench. And if alamotti if I decide, sorry, I can have him in the starting side. And if he doesn't play, for example, alamotti can come in and and take that center position. So I think either way, he's going to be fine. And and know yeah, Bateman's not going to be there. On the night side of the ball, is Lockie Miller a must-have? I think he's a really good option. Do you need to have him in your side? Not exactly, but I think he'll be a good one in there. Can make you money and score well in a tough position. Hastings, just hold on to him, guys. He'll be good. Bradley as well. Guys like Daniel Safidi will be okay, guys. Frizzell, do you trade him out after that head knock? No, if you think he's going to do well, there's the reason you picked him. Obviously, he's coming in as a gun that, you know, it might take him a little bit longer to, to make his money back. He'll have to have a couple of good games. Can he do that? For sure. In terms of other guys, they see um, Adam Elliott is actually out in this one, which is not good. So, Dan Gagai returns, which is nice into, those center, into that center position there. Heimel Hunt keeps his spot. Mazu is in uh, waiting in the wings. So, when I say waiting in the wings, he's in the, in the 21 jersey. And Ari comes back into the 20. So, yeah, plenty going on in this game there. Just be aware that you know guys like Greg Mazu could sneak back in. So, if you're a Heimel Hunt owner, he could sneak in there. Frizzell... Uh, in, as I said, Elliot is out. Um, we'll find out more what's going on with Elliot. I don't actually know. If anyone knows, let me know in the comments. And the most exciting news of the day, of the week already, is the fact that Ben Murdoch Basile is named in the starting team. Exactly what we wanted. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to loop, which is, which, you yeah, know, well, not successfully anyway, playing Bloor. But Ben Murdoch Basile, he gets that 11 roll, guys. So Jaden Suarez, the other one, which we spoke about, Jack Bird, in the 13, which is great. He's recovered his knee. Awesome. We see Couchman getting his debut, which is very exciting for him. Josh Kerr in the 18, uh, and Josh uh, Aaron Wood's out as well. So they've decided to go for a rookie, which is great. Michael Molo, he's in there as well. Minutes-wise between those two, I wouldn't imagine being huge. Ben Mertaposilica, people play the 80s. Sua, yes. Bird, yes. So maybe it's a good switch between Molo and Laurie, between those three guys, and then little... Um, Weirdly, is on the bench. I didn't actually notice that Moses Mbai in that starting role. That could change at any time. Maybe Mbai will play the first twenty. Little will come on, and play sixty. So I think that really rules Little out as an option, guys. Unless he ends up as the named, as the sole starter playing eighty minutes in this side. I think you need to move uh, to, to not worry about him, unfortunately. Which sucks. Bird is he an option? Definitely in that center position. If he's going to play in thirteen role, that's going to be hectic. He's really the only dual position guy that plays center and edge. So. Bird, could you have him as a keeper all year? Yes. Can he be annoying because he's so versatile? Yes. Just be aware of that. He could be moved anywhere in that team on a weekly basis. Okay, last one, guys, with the Titans. So, Camp Pereira, again, we'll speak about him tomorrow, but probably needs to be moved on if you can straight swap him or if you're downgrading a Garner, for example, and then moving up from Camp Pereira to a guy like a, a Cartwright or a Dury. Someone's going to make money, basically. Brimson will be solid, guys. Tanner Boyd, he is going to be fine. That was his floor. That's the 30-odd. Kieran Forrest sound like he's going to be out for two to four weeks, so keep an eye on him. I wonder what happened. Brimson will probably come to six. Jaden Campbell will go to one, so I don't know who's that annoying for. Verrells I think he'll be fine, guys. Decent score. are we? He had a really tough game. He will bounce back from that, guys. Keep that in mind. Simpson will speak out in tomorrow. Is he a buy? Maybe. He, you know, close to 400K now. He was solid. for Fafida, is he a bye? Again, Maybe. Uh, both decent options there for sure. Okay, that is... Oh, really? I think? Perfect. Jaden Sullivan, he's an option as well. the only one I didn't really speak about. Looks like he's got that six role. Amone, um, he has been taken off that list. Uh, what is they, What do they call it? The no... Uh, what do they call it? The no-fault stand-down condition. No longer applies. He's uh, been named. But, you know, how that's going to go. He's obviously been training and stuff. So, yeah, could he come into the sixth role? For sure. Could Sullivan go into 14, potentially? And you you order by play the 14 really weird. So he's a risk for sure, Sullivan, with the Monet being named uh, in the 21 as well. So yeah, that's our video, guys. Big team list one there. We've got the big videos tomorrow, my um, coach content as well, and then my team reveal for round two, and my trades is going to be the start of Thursday with your Q&A and also your subscriber team. So get them in there on a Wednesday night, and come out to chat to you guys again. See you later